This podcast is brought to you by The Empowerment Project. Research proves that empowerment self-defense training makes you safer, period. I want you to have a great self-defense toolkit so you can create strong boundaries, speak with confidence, and take up all the space that you deserve in the world. We'll hear stories from survivors and find out what worked for them and why. We'll interview leaders in the field and talk about tips, concepts, and really easy things that you could do to make yourself safer and interrupt the cycle of violence. I've taught self-defense classes for over 30 years, and I promise to teach you everything I know. Ultimately, I'm going to want you to get some in-person training, but a great empowerment self-defense class is more than just the physical skills. The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Hi, listeners. It's so nice to be back with you. My attention was pulled away from recording for a while, but here we are, back together again. Woohoo! If you are new to The Empowerment Podcast by Naga, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. There's a lot of great information in these episodes starting all the way back at the beginning, and I don't want you to miss out. My recommendation to you is that you go back and start listening from the the beginning and kind of move your way through. In fact, if you can organize your podcast app to roll your episodes out from old to new, and most can, that's what I suggest because... As we continue to move forward, the newer episodes, as always, will build off the older ones and paradigms that we mention will be based off topics we've already talked about and processed through. And by the way, in case I don't say it enough, I always recommend that you take an empowerment self-defense class. This podcast is a supplement to that class an additional resource to give you background, more context, some framework. But I want you to get physical and learn how to strike and kick. Meanwhile, this is me, Sylvia, your doting self-defense instructor. And I want you to know all this stuff and stay safe. And just so you know, here's some exciting news. I'm getting ready to roll out a kid's self-defense podcast. Yes, a separate podcast for kids and the adults who love them. I will keep you posted. Okay, let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries. What's a boundary? What does a boundary have to do with empowerment self-defense? How do you know where yours begin and end? How do you set a boundary? How do you make your boundaries known? And how do you enforce them? I think we all kind of know what a boundary is, right? It's an edge or a limit or a fixed space which divides one thing from another. Generally speaking, that's what a boundary is. It identifies where one thing ends and another begins, like a property line or the border between countries. When we talk about boundaries and empowerment self-defense, we're tackling the work of defining the place where I end and you begin. And then, once defined, making this known. We practice communicating our boundaries clearly and speaking up when they're crossed or disrespected. 
even when, I'd say especially when, that feels uncomfortable. Think back to the episode about the continuum of sexual assault and violence. I think that was episode number two. When we monitor and stick up for our boundaries on the lower end of that spectrum, we are proactively keeping ourselves safer, period. Also, it's just good practice so that the behavior becomes more automatic. That way, we build trust with ourselves and we're better prepared if the threat level is amped up on that spectrum. If I've practiced defending my boundaries around someone who puts me down or shares some racist, sexist, or homophobic behavior, then when the stakes are higher, say I feel physically threatened, it's easier for me not to freeze. I've practiced and I've practiced and I've practiced, so it's easier for me to stop, take a deep breath, speak up, and stand my ground, or maybe even choose to get out of there as fast as I can. The practice on the lower end of the spectrum is going to help me do this. And remember, empowerment self-defense is about choices, you having all the choices at your disposal. Knowing ourselves, knowing our boundaries, awareness when they're being disrespected, speaking up, using our body language, and all the skills we have to stand our ground. In empowerment, self-defense, all of this, our boundaries, this is fundamental. Knowing who I am, what I like, and what I don't like is essential. Being aware of what is going on around me and paying attention to the cues my body is feeding me are key elements in our empowerment and our ability to protect ourselves. This is one of the things I love about empowerment self-defense. It's so much more than knowing how to fight off an attacker. That's important to know. But really, when we do this work, it's about using all the tools in our toolkit to hopefully prevent that assault from ever happening. Or if we've been assaulted in the past, to prevent it from ever happening again. And in this process, the huge gift, the one you never saw coming, is that we become empowered to live our very best and most fulfilling life. The work of getting to know ourselves and defining who we are and what our boundaries are is the work of a lifetime. It takes introspection, Sometimes therapy or support groups or treatment, it requires that we read and write, listen to podcasts, think and discuss all the things that come up for us. It asks us to be mindful of how we feel and how we're reacting or responding. One of the important ways we learn about our boundaries is in relation to other people. When someone crosses my boundaries, I feel scared or pissed or uncomfortable or awkward or even resentful. Go back and listen to episode number four on trusting your body because that is our first line of defense. My body, if I'm paying attention, is going to tell me when my boundaries are being disrespected. 
It's our lifelong work to notice these messages coming to us from our bodies and then to make a choice about how we're going to deal with what they're communicating to us. This is empowerment. You know, fear and shame and socialization can unconsciously move us into a state of denial. Some of us have been afraid or boxed in for so long, we normalize boundary crossings. By the way, some of which can really be harmful and unsafe. So if I'm normalizing what it feels like when someone steps across my boundary, sometimes I interpret that as if there's actually something wrong with me. I internalize the other person's disregard of my boundaries. I identify it as feeling upset or anxious, or I might even think I'm not good enough. These feelings These beliefs and behaviors may very well have protected us when we were little from painful things, even traumatic things. But now, now that we're grownups and we're adults, mostly, they can limit us. They disempower us. They actually make us unsafe. Denial about our boundaries being crossed puts us at risk period. This can be hard work, a life's work, knowing who we are and where our boundaries are and being aware when we're around people who disrespect them. Boundaries 101. It is not easy, but it is worth it. You are worth it. You are worth the effort of digging around and figuring this out. Alternatively, And on a positive note, I know when someone respects my boundaries because I feel seen, I feel valued, I feel safe, I feel accepted, and my trust with that person grows. People who respect my boundaries and have good ones of their own are actually really fun to be with because you know that they are taking care of their own needs and they know that you are taking care of yours. It is so much easier and simpler. There's so much less drama that actually you end up being able to have way more fun. Some people are untrustworthy. They intentionally cross our boundaries. Others, I'd say, are toxic. They cross our boundaries and then proceed to step on us if we let them. Some people are manipulators. They use us to get what they want. Some people use coercion or threats or lies. It's important to set strong boundaries with these people. It's our work. It's our right. I've had a couple of unhealthy relationships in my life. In two cases, I'd say the people for me were really quite toxic. Most recently, When I finally realized what was going on, I began with baby steps. I started by setting small boundaries. And what I noticed was that this person didn't respect them. And they kept pushing and pushing. And the more I set boundaries and the stronger my boundaries became, the more they pushed back, the more they criticized and judged me and ultimately tried to shame me. Finally, a light bulb went off. I was like, 
Aha! I took a deep breath and I stepped away. I completely detached from this person and to this day, I keep a very safe distance. But that's what it took for me to reclaim myself, my power, and my life. And it felt so good. The moment that light bulb went off, I immediately felt a huge weight lifted right off my entire body. It was visceral. I felt my entire body like taking a deep breath and exhaling and relaxing. It felt so right. And then I trusted myself and I just did it. Speaking of trust, it took me a while to figure this boundary out, but ultimately I built a ton of trust with myself when I did this. I proved to myself that I can have faith in myself, faith in me to do whatever it takes to keep me safe. By the way, when we do this, when we set boundaries, this in turn fuels this continued growth of self-worth and confidence. It becomes a really positive repeat cycle. It is good stuff. If you have a toxic person or what's feeling like an unhealthy relationship in your life, congratulations. And I do not say that blithely. The first and biggest step in this entire process is to lift the veil of denial and recognize and name what's really happening. Once you're seeing clearly, then you can start to set small boundaries and see what happens. This is how we learn to set the bigger ones. So yeah, start small and observe. Do it again. Do it again. Watch and learn. Try it out. Try it out again. And just keep practicing. Really importantly, talk about this process with friends or family that you trust, with a therapist or call a hotline, but talk about it. It's really important to share what you're going through and to have the support of people who love you and care about you because it's really hard. It takes a lot. It's scary. Support is good. It's good to ask for help. It's okay. By the way, not everyone crosses our boundaries intentionally, and not everyone who disrespects our boundaries is a stranger. In fact, and you've heard me say this before, we are most at risk for this behavior from people that we know, people in positions of power over us, people who we're acquainted with, and yes, even people in our families. I say this all the time. Most people are good. They have good intentions and they want to be good human beings, living ethically and with kindness and love and respect in relation to others. There are lots of reasons, though, why we unintentionally step across someone else's boundaries or allow them to cross ours. Brad Reedy is a therapist and hosts the Evoke podcast. His episode on enmeshment is full of wisdom around boundaries. His paradigm was developed in the world of family therapy and recovery, but I'm recommending that you give it a listen because it's really, really good. 
And that's regardless of whether or not you're a parent or are challenged by addiction. He's talking about boundaries and the lack thereof, specifically within our families of origin. This is where so much of our sense of identity comes from. This is where we first learn about boundaries. I put a link in the description of this episode. Please check it out. It's really, really good. Our boundaries move and shift throughout our lives. They're going to change and morph as we know ourselves more and more deeply. I'm 61, and this is still my journey. Our boundaries will also flex a little bit depending on how we feel in the moment, the situation we're in, the people or person that we're with, the vibe we're getting, and the feedback we're receiving from our bodies. I have a morning meditation practice that involves some breathing and writing and daily readings. And one of my readings last week had some really great advice around boundaries. So I'm going to just read it to you. It says, set a boundary, deal with the anger, tell someone no or stop that, walk away from a relationship, ask for what you need, make choices and take responsibility for them. Explore your options. Give yourself what you need. Stand up straight, head up, and claim your power. Claim responsibility for yourself and learn to enjoy what's good. That reading is from The Language of Letting Go, which is a daily reader from the publisher Hazelden. Moving on and starting to wrap up, folks, I have some homework for you. Guess what it is? set a boundary. So here's what I'm going to have you do. Look to your resentments, those nagging, niggling feelings of irritation. Feel where you are uncomfortable, anxious, or even pissed. Those feelings are giving you messages that there is space here for you to grow in self-knowledge, a place here where you can create a boundary and take care of yourself in a new way. Here's some examples. Are you spending too much time on a project at work? Maybe you're the only one doing the work or doing most of the work. Are your neighbors keeping you up at night or doing something that's annoying to you? Is there someone you hang out with who way too often gives you advice you didn't ask for? By the way, I have this post-it next to my desk, which says, quote, unsolicited advice reads as judgment, end quote. Do you have a family member who maybe expects something of you that feels like it's too much? Are you giving of yourself till you're exhausted? These are things you can think about. I don't think he was necessarily talking about boundaries, but... Rumi, a 13th century poet and a very spiritual being, born in the area that was Persia and is now Afghanistan, said this way over 800 years ago. These pains you feel are messengers. Listen to them. So notice where you can step up and push back. Start to practice intentionally, mindfully. Start small. Setting boundaries can feel overwhelming, especially if it's a new behavior. So take it easy on yourself. And for goodness sake, make sure the boundary you're setting doesn't put you at risk. 
talk it through with your trusted loved ones, and then role play it if if you need to, so you get more comfortable with it, so you get more practice before you actually have to do it. And then do it and expect some blowback. When we set boundaries, it often shifts the balance of power or it makes the other person uncomfortable. We're changing things up. Sometimes they react and do the thing where they try to make it about you and that you've somehow done something wrong. So honestly, go into this just expecting expecting some blowback and be ready to stand your ground. And if you need to, then get out of there. Recently, I set a boundary and I got some pretty intense blowback, but I expected it going in. So I saw it happening. I reset my boundary. I set it again. And then I said, I'm leaving. This reaction you're having, it's yours. It's not mine. And I left and it was awesome. Remember, the more you practice with the small stuff, the better you get with the big stuff, like when the stakes are higher. And also, importantly, the more we set boundaries with the smaller stuff, the less at risk we are, the more we are in the prevention zone, the safer we are. This is empowerment self-defense. Some of you may already feel confident with setting boundaries and you have a lot of practice. Maybe you're an empowerment self-defense teacher or a martial artist yourself, or you've been in therapy for years and you've been doing this work for a while. I challenge you to dig deeper and step out of your comfort zone. I invite you to explore finding a boundary that's maybe a little more intimate or even quite a bit grander or maybe more internal. Maybe it's something personal, something you've been wanting to do for a while, but you haven't done it yet, like stopping eating sugar or going back to school or starting marriage counseling. It could be anything, something in relationship to someone else, to work, or just to your life in general. Figure out where you're limiting yourself, where you feel uncomfortable and then figure out what that would mean for you in terms of pushing or stretching your own boundaries and then do it. And of course, this work reminds us to be mindful of respecting the boundaries of others too, to have awareness around that with respect to others. Boundaries, we all have them, we all need them. They keep us mentally, emotionally, spiritually and physically healthy and safe, period. Get to know what yours are. Practice speaking up when they're disrespected. Know what you can do physically if the stakes are raised and you feel a physical threat. Take an empowerment self-defense class or take a refresher. But really, when you can physically protect yourself, that fuels your voice, it fuels our ability to set our boundaries. It fuels our confidence. It's really important. I'm going to leave you with this, another quote. This one is by Marianne Williamson. You've probably heard it before, but it bears hearing again. Here we go. Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, 
Who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of the universe. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of the spirit that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I really love that quote. So, dear listeners, go out, know yourself, set your boundaries, and shine for all the world to see. You know I appreciate you, and I thank you for taking the time to tune in and focus on your boundaries today. I do this work, I take on the expenses of this work because I think it's important. I don't have advertisers, I don't have sponsors, so if you'd like to support me, I would really appreciate it. I'm going to keep doing this work because I think it's important whether you sponsor me or not, but if you want to, if you feel moved to, you can find links to both my Buy Me a Coffee page or to my website donation page in this episode description. Thank you for supporting my work. Let's do this. Let's make the world safer for everyone. And by the way, if money is tight, you can really help by writing a review or by referring this podcast and sending this link along to friends, coworkers, family members to broaden the viewership, uh, I should say listenership. I'd appreciate that too. And by the way, if you have an experience or a story that you'd be willing to share with me and our listeners, I would love to hear it. This podcast is all about the spirit of sharing our lived experience so that others can learn and keep out of harm's way. Your story, if you're willing to share it, can absolutely help someone else stay safer and not have to go through what you did. That can feel frightening. I know it. It takes courage. I get it. It's a lot. I know that. But we can change your name, we could change your voice, or not, but I really would love it if you think about it and just, if you're willing, if you feel in a place where that's something you can do, this episode description has my contact info in it. I'd love to hear from you. We can talk about it if you're not sure. Find us at the Empowerment Project group on Facebook. For everyone's safety, We are not going to let you in if you do not answer the questions. They are questions for the safety and security of the entire group. So if you don't answer the questions, we're not going to let you in. We'll just delete your request. See you on Facebook, and thanks for listening. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, But it's very cool, and this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say this out loud, if you can repeat after me, do it, because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where 
It's embarrassing. Don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay? So I'm going to say something, and you're going to repeat it after me. I'm going to give you space to do that. And at the end, we're going to say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! Woohoo! And hey, as a wrap up, will you do me a favor? Will you. Do all the things that you do when there's a podcast. Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week? Communicate with me. Review this podcast. Like, all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time. (laughs) 